This is a Detail Podcast. Hey guys, we are digging in the vault yet again. Uh, we kind of got burned out from doing Bond uh, for the entire month, you know, of all five weeks of September, and we just took kind of like a, a minor break, uh, but we didn't want to leave you guys hanging, so we reached back into the vaults and we found an episode that Andrew and I did a long time ago uh, during the pandemic, and I we figured that it would be good to uh, bring this in and uh, have you guys listen to it. I uh, hope you enjoy it. Uh, we definitely had fun doing it, so on with the show. This is a show where we drink beer and geek out. You're listening to the St. Joseph's Brewing episode featuring three beers, canned beers, from St. Joseph's uh, with your host Dustin. And Saf. Yeah, so this was pretty exciting, uh, being able to get St. Joseph's in cans. Yeah, I don't know if it's something they've been planning for a while or it was just yeah. because of the pandemic that they had to hurry up and like, well... Give somebody or give something like yeah. Uh, so as soon as I think you shared it with me first, or I sent it to you, I don't remember who saw it first, uh, but I saw that they were actually going to can, and so I immediately ran over there to get the the cans. But the problem is they had three different ones, but they weren't doing a grab bag. It was just you yeah, have to buy to the four, four pack, pack of each of them, and so I was like, up, oh, yep, no problem. Mm-mm. So I walked in there and like, which one do you want? I was like, all three. And they're like, you have to buy three of the packs. So like, yeah, that's yeah, that basically what I said. <laughs> uh, but while I was there, this was this is early, April. like March or April, yeah, March or April. And I haven't heard anything since. Like, if they had more beers, they that... had a. I think they've had one more since. Like, these are their main. I think yeah. they have one more main beer that is in the can that we don't have today. Yeah, I, I wish, I wish I would have known about the release i just i don't see enough saint joseph yeah. like uh promotions on uh twitter or instagram or you know things like that so we wish i could have had it but we have a pretty good lineup here uh today uh of their mainstays uh we have the cornerstone kolsch the benevolent belgian blonde and then the confessional ipa they're the ones that had that N64 one, right? Yes. That was that was so good. 64-bit wit or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, so I already have the Cornerstone Kolsch. We'll just drink. We'll do that, and then we'll tell you a bit more about the brewery after we review this beer. Perfect. I'm so a we already fan got of that. This beer ready to go. So what about it? Um, this Cornerstone Kolsch, ABV is 5%. IBU, not available. Yeah, I didn't see any on the website. Um, I don't. Let me check untapped. Uh, nope, no IBUs listed. All right, it's a clean, crisp, refreshing, easy drinking golden ale for all occasions. Perfect. Like so it sounds like occasion. yeah, podcast okay. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like we get to play our favorite game today. Guess the IBU. Yeah, for every single one of these beers in <laughs> yep. this episode. Yeah. They don't want to give us the real answer. We'll give them a fake answer. <laughs> to our best best ability. Yeah. Uh, the can, yeah, it's it's one of those that just has the sticker label on it. Mm-hmm. Very colorful. I like the colors they chose. It's like a orangish red and a yellowish orange. Mm-hmm. 
So like the the orange color that you think of when you immediately think of orange is like the yellower one. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that can is dope. And all three of the cans are the exact Very, same, yeah. just the different colors. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. It, it says Cornerstone repeated all the way down the center of the can mm-hmm. and with St. Joseph Brewery logo in the center, established in 2015. Mm-hmm. And then the f- font changes color depending on what side of the can it's on. Yeah, it's a really nice design. Um, yeah. And it says store cold uh, and like the address on that side. But it's a very simple can, but it's also very eye-catching, bright, and pleasing. Right. Yeah. The beer color is typical Kolsch color, very light. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, like... very, it's clear. You can see directly through it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying this out of jest or anything, but I think it is the hairy snitch for sure. <laughs> I could definitely see that. Yeah, I, I might go one darker, but what like scorpion? Yeah, yeah, probably, probably. I I'm like looking at the the uh, the golden snitch. I'm looking at that specifically, and it's like, yeah, they, they yeah it's definitely is. the colors. I just always look at the background when I'm yeah. looking at these because that's the actual right. So yeah, probably scorpion. Right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, just a. It is. It's a yeah. little more orange than it is yellow. Yeah. Like, to be to be honest, I think scorpion. You can even make an argument for tails, yeah. tails, but that's a little too dark. So it's think, diff- It's in that area. Yeah. Three, think, four, five. I'll take four. Okay. Yeah. Right down the middle, we'll say four. It smells beery. Yeah. It smells. It smells like the other beers that we had uh, for the new Bruns mm-hmm. uh, Brunsfeld. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At Faust. Faust. Yeah. Faust. Yeah. Uh, so it has a, like, that Germany uh, style it smell. It doesn't and, have that vinegary. Yeah, it doesn't. But aspect there, there's like, but it, ha- it does have the it has the German style smell, smell to it. Yeah, and it's a uh, Kolsch. So. Kolsch style, so it makes sense. So that that's that's there. I don't really smell anything else though. No, it just smells like it's to me. It smells like what a beer smells like. Yeah, this like. is beer. You open up a, a can of uh, of beer and a beer. And, smell. Yeah, you go into your dad's little pantry. And, Oh, that smells terrible. <laughs> you know, when you're a yeah. Kid. Is that a PBR? That's what it smells like. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fucking PBR. <laughs> uh, what does it taste like is the more important hopefully, part. Hopefully not like a PBR. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's a Kolsch. Yeah. Yeah. It's... So I've always had this argument with people. You know, whenever you, you're you in an area, more of like a touristy area or high de- uh, population of people coming to that area, you always have to have something on the tap that would be very reminiscent of a Budweiser. Yeah, just a simple light beer. And a lot of people say, like, cream ales. You mm-hmm. do a cream ale, and that's going to be the closest thing to somebody drinking, like, a Budweiser or a Miller or whatever. I think Kolsch's. I think, to me, I think if if I want to make a beer that's going to be like those beers, you make a Kolsch. I agree. Creamy ales are have, are a little too sweet. They're, they're right. like a little too enjoyable. <laughs> right. Although, <laughs> like they're then just like Budweiser and stuff is always tastes a little stale or something. Right. Like more bready, mm-hmm. which Kolsch's do. Not. I'm not saying that this tastes stale. I'm just saying like right. The thing with the Kolsch though is that this is I don't know pinpoint like. Here's a German style everyday drinking beer. You come home from a hard day at work, pop open a, a Kolsch or whatever. 
I mean, that's that's what I think of when people in America drink their stupid beers. Mm-hmm. Just go home from a hard day, crack open a Budweiser, and then, whatever. and then beat your wife. I mean, <laughs> uh, but I mean, not to draw a really pale comparison or make generalizations, but I think that this would be the closest style to a Budweiser. Yeah, just Miller, a, yeah. a shitty Pilsner. Yeah, and to be fair... There's some days I'll drink those. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not above drinking a Budweiser or a Bud Light or something. It's a nice hydrating beer. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like if I go to a, a sporting event, mm-hmm. I, I'm more likely to purchase a Bud Light or Miller Light, and but that's cost mainly. Yeah. Because if you try to get something that's more craftier at a ball game, that's like ten, twelve dollars. If you want to drink a lot of something, yeah. that's also like they're lighter, they're easy. Like mm-hmm. the craft beer is usually heavier, yeah. and like there's abundance of like hops or whatever that just like weighs you down. Whereas these more watered down beers are perfect for the binge drinking. Right. Yeah. Uh, not to say that we binge drink on craft beers, but if we we're going to cultures and cream mm-hmm. would be what. Uh, would be, I guess, enjoyable. This is most definitely a beer that I can just sit down and grab after mowing my yard. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's nothing like super sweet about this. There's nothing that super like draws me into wanting to drink this, other than the fact that it's refreshing. It's yeah, crisp. When it's cold, it just feels good like, right, going yeah. down. <laughs> and and, and it, the flavor's it, pretty good. And there's nothing like bitter about it that's going to make you hard to swallow. Right, yeah. For sure. That's like the worst thing when you after you're done doing something, uh, mowing or you know playing pickup basketball or you know whatever, and you try to like immediately go from that to drinking a beer, and then you're like, you yeah. know, you, you get halfway through, and you're like, mm, what what was There's that? Too much. Yeah. yeah. Like this stout is making me hotter than when I was mowing the grass. <laughs> right. Or this IPA is just like I'm chewing. And it's like wearing <laughs> <Right>. me out. <laughs> I'm like. Uh, mowed my yard in 30 minutes drink this beer in 45 minutes <laughs> <laughs> this, drinking this beer is more of a workout than yeah. actually mowing the grass but, yeah uh, all all fun aside i think this is yeah i mean yeah. It, it's nothing extraordinary it's just a kolsch like there's nothing right mind-blowing about it but it is, this is it's mo- good to have yeah it most definitely is uh an appeal for if you want to be able to experience experience these breweries and share these breweries with your family yeah someone who's not into craft beer like you are right then you'd be able to be like yeah go grab a Kolsch or mm-hmm. you know, grab, grab a LeBlanc yeah. or... this is the beer that I would tell Christy mm-hmm. if we're going to go to St. Joseph's this is the beer that you want to drink type of thing so yeah I'm a, I'm a fan oh shit we've talked so much about this beer we haven't even got to untapped yet oh my uh so there are 340, no, 3,400 check-ins mm-hmm. and 2,620 ratings. The average is 3.62. We have a few friends. Hopefully none of them are you or me. One of them is me. <laughs> or two of them. Wow, this is... Oh, I did not check this one in. I was going to say, I see I see Allison on here, but I don't... Yeah, I, I did not you. check this one in. I did that on purpose. I didn't check it in when I drank them. Yeah. Because I knew we were going to have them. But like the confessional, I actually had it there. I've had, I think I've checked that one in too because I yeah. had it at the brewery. Right. So... So I'll go ahead and read my wife's. Yes. Uh, she gave it a 3.75. Uh, 
we drew, when was this may 2nd is when we finally got around to drinking it i bought it in april yeah probably the end of april you yeah. got it uh and yeah so we got it there in a can uh and then i'll read one more and then you can jump all over the rest of them i have a james r i got uh, him too okay uh, he gave it a 3.25 which i feel is low but yeah. i guess i mean i don't know i i could see it being but like right. not enjoying it because it's not like craft beer but mm-hmm. I think it's low because cultures taste like this. Uh, I've also got Bill. I don't pronounce his last name because I can't, but he <laughs> checked it in a bunch of times and gave it a 4.5 and a 4.25. Yeah, it's a cruisinger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a Scott F. I've been seeing a lot lately. He checked it in 2015, hmm. which is the year they yeah, opened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he gave I think it a 3. Like their first beer. Yeah. Yeah, so I have uh, two other people that you didn't have on here. I have a Brad Ring. He gave it a four. He drank it at the place. This was in September 2016. And Scott, who you read, liked his, <laughs> toasted his. Um, weird. Yeah, it's uh, pretty... Scott friended me, so I don't know. He must be someone familiar with our uh, Instagram or something. Yeah. Uh, beer Man. I don't know who Beer Man is. Uh, he spelled it like the brewery beer. Uh, he had it at Chapman's Tap. He gave it a three and a half, and then he had it at this place called Binkley's Bar or Kitchen. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, Binkley's Kitchen. He gave it a three and a half there as well. Uh, none of them said anything though. Yeah, uh, I guess uh, Bill in one of his check-ins said hashtag pregame. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't read it though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just been scrolling through and mm-hmm. the not non friends, and I'm not seeing a lot of. Commentary. Commentary, yeah. Yeah. Someone named CM says, downgrading this to a 2.75. Perhaps it's a bad cake, but almost zero flavor. And they checked it in as a three, even though they said downgrading it to a 2.75. Yeah. Um, you you always have that opportunity to have a bad cake. I feel bad for people when they go to a place and they end up having like a bad tap or something. Uh, because everyone else got to enjoy how you know how good a beer is, and you just got the shit pour of a. Mm-hmm. You got the uh, bottom of the barrel yeah. or whatever you have. It's not on par with the rest of what everybody else is drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm scrolling through, and I don't see any other comments. My liter- yeah, literally, it's just there's a lot of check-ins, which right. is good, but nobody's commenting, so there's nothing for us to really read. Yeah, um, which is so fine. So check it in and then reveal what we think the IBU should be or IBUs and then check it in. Um, well, let's do one more sip and then we'll say what IBUs. Okay. I think it's fairly low. Yeah. Uh, maybe 19. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like 22 or 23. 19 works because it is super low. Yeah. I was going to say like 20. One or twenty-two, but I was like, "Well, we've had. I know what those are, <laughs> so I'm going to try to say one that I don't know." Probably off-head. nineteen. Nineteen's good. Nineteen is Dark Tower. Ah. First one we've had that one. Uh, it is the important mystery number throughout the books. Uh, I have not read them, so not familiar. Nope. I watched the movie and it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? McConaughey is not a good villain. No, Ijusaba, however. Is good in everything he does. He is. All right, let's, uh, let's check this bad Checking boy. Checking it in right now. I'm going to give it a... Oof. This is a tough one because I think it's good. 
but it's not all it's also not like fantastical yeah. or anything it's just a solid right in that case i was able to do it so three and a half the flavor's all right it's not over the top it's not something that i'm going to personally order all the time it is most definitely something that i will order but it's not something that like if i'm going to a place and i see a colch it's not my number one mm, let's oh, jump sure. on it yeah i will get the colch as part of an flight of everything it's nice to compare it to other Kolsch's right. as like a, okay, this is what this brewery does. Yeah. Now, if I was a fan of Kolsch's, this would be up there because there's not a whole lot I'd change about this. It's very cream ale-esque. Yeah. It has like a lot of that right. aspect to it. For sure. I gave it a 3.75. Okay. A little tick higher. Gotcha. gotcha. Uh-huh. I almost gave it a four just because it is a good Kolsch, mm-hmm. but just because I'm not a Kolsch stan to yeah. steal that phrase that I don't really like. <laughs> well, the Eminem stand. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the that's the only like reference that I understand it from. It's yeah. a, a hyper uh fan, hyper well, hyperbolic fan mm-hmm. of, you know, something. Twenty years after that song was popular. Yeah. Let's use it as a phrase. But uh it is it's just very drinkable and it's nice on a nice hot day to drink mm-hmm. and it's always good to have that as a standby in your fridge or in your beer fridge or wherever to just have it as a cleanser almost right. uh, to like have something to drink that's not going to weigh you down or get you super drunk. Right. I think if if Pale was here, he wouldn't say this, but... Uh, a good pairing for this <laughs> would be... A pale's pairing. A pale's pairing. Pale's pairing. Uh, sausages. Sausages and, and I guess a charcuterie board. Uh, but I don't want to say that because everything is paired with cheese, you know? But like... Right. I feel like, yeah, if you had like a sausage, you know, chopped up sausages or like a sausage sandwich or whatever, I think this would be like really good to drink with that. Or if you just eat a bunch of smoked sausage or you, Some you know... Bratwurst maybe? Or I was thinking more of like, like and, a breakfast sausage. I was thinking like the Andoli sausages, you know, uh, like a summer sausage or a smoked sausage that you would like. Yeah, you on would like crackers. Cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crackers. That's perfect. Yeah, like the like, like the, yeah sausage and crackers like a, or like something. A like a appetizing char- platter. With yeah, the charcuterie board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, type of thing. I think that would be like that really like on point with this. I think we've been struggling with that lately because I'll drink beer with anything. <laughs> You're all right. But Allison is more likely to pair a beer that we have with the whatever we're eating. And so it's, she's like, would that go well with spaghetti? I'm like, I don't fucking I don't know. care. Yeah. My problem is I don't like drinking while I'm eating. I don't yeah. like the mixture of liquid and solid. Yeah. So I will eat all my food and then I'll get something to drink after <laughs> right. I'm done. I will not like sip in between or anything. Right. So even if it's water, I don't like having that combination. Right. So it's hard for me to pick pairings when I don't want liquid with my food. <laughs> right. Yeah. I have the issue. Of, I'm a quick eater mm. uh, because I used to work in a situation where I had to, you know, either eat fast. eat fast and if I didn't eat fast enough and I got called to go back to work, I had to go back to work and, you know, like set my food aside <laughs> or toss it. Yeah. So, I I got like so used to eating as much as I could in a short period of time. That way, when I did get called, I like I'm good. I don't need to finish my you know my my dinner or lunch or whatever. Uh, and so a way that I've been breaking that up and trying to slow myself down is I would eat and then I would put my fork down and then just like have a couple drinks and mm. then pick up my fork up again. 
it doesn't work out well because I finish my food before I do that. Yeah. It's better to like fill up on like water or something instead of filling up on food and then yeah. <laughs> you have no room to drink anything. But I don't know. That's how I am. Right. That's pretty good. All right. So a little bit about St. Joseph's Brewery. All right. So St. Joseph's Brewery and Public House was established in 2015. But the building that houses our restaurant and brewery has quite a history. In order to meet the demands of the growing population in the northeast section of Indianapolis, the Catholic Archdiocese of Indianapolis, led by Bishop St. Pelius, Peleus? I think Peleus, established the parish of St. Joseph's in 1873. At that time, the fourth Catholic parish in Indianapolis. Father Joseph Pettit, born in Forbach, uh, Lorraine, in France, was appointed the first pastor of the new parish. A two-story brick structure was built at the corner of Vermont and Liberty, now Park Avenue. Um, and the top floor served as the parish church for the new congregation. In 1874, Father Pettit was transferred to St. Michael's Church in Madison, Indiana. Shortly thereafter, Father Herman Ailding, Ailerding? sorry, Father Herman Ailerding, born in Germany, was appointed as a new pastor for the St. Joseph's Parish. Father Ehlerding was very anxious to build a newer and bigger church for his growing congregation, but Bishop St. Paleus Paulus, <laughs> refused to give his consent. Cool. He's a very consenting guy, yeah. Uh, Bishop St. Paleus died in June 1877, and Bishop Silas Chittard was named as his successor in August of 1878. Bishop Chittard was determined to establish a hospital in Indianapolis, and the structure at Vermont and Liberty seemed to be ideal for the purpose. So he purchased two lots on the southwest corner of North and Noble, now College Avenue, streets for $5,500. That's a lot of money in 1877. Uh, and urged the congregation to build a new church on that site. Father Ellerding took charge of the construction and the cornerstone. Cornerstone? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, and where was it? And the cornerstone of the building was now occupied, or now, we now occupy, was laid by Bishop Chittard on July 20th, 1879. The Gothic church was designed by noted architect Dietrich A. Uh, Bolian, or Bolin of Hamburg, Germany. Uh, the building was finished in less than a year at the cost of $17,000. On July 4th, 1880, the birth of our country, uh, <laughs> Bishop Chittard blessed the church and Father Pettit uh, and the founder of the parish returned from Madison to celebrate the first mass. That's awesome. Oh, there's a little bit of a, a little bit of history for, for something for us right here. Uh, Father Ellerding was appointed oh, wow. Bishop of Fort Wayne in August 1900, and Father Francis B. Dowd was named the new pastor of St. Joseph's. Uh, Father Dowd remained the pastor until his death in, in 1942. He didn't live that long. I guess he was older when he got appointed, maybe. Probably. Uh, during his long pastorate, the neighborhood and population around St. Joseph began to change uh, Forty parishes established between 1881 and 1909 cut into the original uh, the original boundaries of St. Joseph's, and homes and neighborhoods were being replaced with industrial factories and mills. Father James Jensen was named to succeed Father Dold, 
uh, as pastor of St. Joseph's in 1942, but the continuing decrease in membership led to the decision by Archbishop Paul Schult to close and deconstrate the church. Deconstrate? Consecrate? Oh, deconsecrate. There we go. Make it non-consecrated. Yeah, cause a deconsecrate of the church. The last mass at St. Joseph's Church was said by Bishop Archbishop Schulte uh, on July 26, 1949. The church building, still owned by the Archdiocese of Indianapolis, was then converted to the Catholic Community Center to be used as a meeting hall and auditorium for several organizations, including the Catholic Charities Bureau and the uh, Catholic Youth Organization. Uh, CYO is what, you mm, know, sports right. and stuff, yeah. Uh, the church itself finally closed in 1954. A little bit of a... Uh, I didn't finish my corner, my culture. Uh, that's why I didn't pour yours, yeah. <laughs> the I figured, like, his name sounded very familiar. Mm, yeah, and, I was thinking that too. And then, oh, Fort Wayne, makes sense. Not that we have ties to the church anymore, but we both grew up, grew Catholic. up in Catholic school or Catholic yeah. churches. The benevolent Belgian blonde, spelled wrong on here. There should be an E. <laughs> ABV 6.2. We will predict the IBUs later. Medium body. <laughs> blonde ale with balances of slight malty sweetness with the rich complexity of Belgian yeast. The 2015 Indiana Brewers Cup gold medal winner. Oh, nice. So their first year they were a brewery, they won a gold medal. I wonder if it was before it opened. It, it like they had really it already brewed up and they went to it. Yeah. yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, we're actually pretty good at this. Let's open up a brewery, you know? <laughs> so the can, similar to yeah. the last can, but it's Lakers colors. Yep. And the... Uh, the font, the benevolent, uh, is split like the other yep. can. Um, I think I like the orange better than the purple yellow. Yeah, I'm not a Lakers fan, so I've yeah. never been a fan of these colors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, I, I think the uh, the that like orangish color they used on the other can is just brighter, more yeah, eye yeah. eye popping or mm-hmm. eye catching. But it's also this contrasts more like a purple and yellow versus like a. An orange and a, a lighter, like a lighter orange. orange. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of the contrast, but, yeah, the purple, hmm, not sure. I'm a fan of the color purple. Yeah. Just not on this can, apparently. Right. Uh, but the the basic logo is dope. I like, you know, I like the, the what they're doing with their yeah. can. I like I, what and doing. I like that it's, like, part of a set, so you mm-hmm. know, if it looks like this, this is their, their mm-hmm. beer. Yeah. Uh, do we want to keep these and ship them off to Keith? Sure. His cans. That way we can, See if can add it to his. Get him on his sticker board. Yeah. I mean, I have those other three cans. I can just give it to him so he can drink them and put them up there. That'll work. Um, but yeah, so the color of the beer is what's next on our list. i got to open up a different spreadsheet to get that information. A little bit darker than the other one, but I still think it's like yeah. in the same range, like Star Fox, Clyde's Ghost type of thing. It's not as dark as Clyde's Ghost. Yeah, it's weird because it's like, depending on where I look at it, I could see it. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Star Fox on this one. Yeah, Star Fox 64. Perfect. Oh, yep. There's the blonde. When you smell it, you can totally tell. Yeah. Yeah. Very light on the nose, but it's yeah. still got that kind of blonde. It has like that, that clove smell too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Uh, big fan, Hardy. Just by smelling it, big fan. But let's uh, let's taste it and see if we like it. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. Definitely light, like a light, light lighter flavor. But it, yeah. um, I could see how it won a gold medal in mm-hmm. in uh, twenty fifteen. It's got like that banana bread flavor yeah. to it that you would expect. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not a wheat. It's a blonde, but still like having those that that clove flavor mm-hmm. uh, is pretty solid. Um, on untapped, there are 3,297 total check-ins, 2,690 ratings with an average of 3.7 out of five and 19 check-ins in the last four weeks. Uh, I did check this in. I'm, did I? I did not see you. I see two people. Um, my wife checked it in at a four. She really liked it. Uh, same time that she, I guess a couple days after the cornerstone and then James R checked it in at a 3.25, uh, at his house. It looks like the B spot. Well, I got Scott F again Mm -hmm. in 2015, which is the same day he checked in the other beer. BBB usually go brunette. I don't know what BBB stands for. But he gave uh, it a big, beautiful blonde. <laughs> oh, maybe <laughs> three point seven five. But it's also benevolent Belgian blonde. Yeah. So. Hmm. But he made joke. <laughs> <laughs> he usually goes brunette, but he drank the blonde. Oh yeah. wait, there's no e on their blonde. Yeah, probably why you get it quote unquote wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, a three, a three point nine. Oh, so Chris T, right there, you are a patron. I turned that off, by the way. What? Uh, I'm a patron, so I'm able to do like the, oh, the, the supporter the of the untapped. Yeah, I'm able to do like 3.1, 3.2, but I turn that off because I can't do quarters anymore. Oh, it's just point ones. You I can, can do, do one, two, three, four, five, but you can't buy two. Yeah, so five. I was like, that kind of just hurts the whole purpose of what we do. Uh-huh. So I, I took it off. Uh, Devin L. Uh, she writes uh, a medium body blonde ale for a medium bodied blonde girl. Girl, mm-hmm. she's a girl. Yeah, medium bodied blonde girl. She gave it a four. Too strong of a bite from Daniel L. He gave it a three point two five. This was in this was yesterday or two days ago. Clyde says medium bodied blonde ale that balances a slight multi sweetness with the rich complex. Oh, that's just what that's the description. Company makes the description. That's how you know you're smart at beer. You copy and paste the description. <laughs> Fuck, dude. You made me read that. That was a description. <laughs> I read that twice today. Uh, William H. says pickles. Gave it a 3.75. Uh, uh, Bailey B. said good for uh, good, period, and then gave it a four. Yeah, I gotcha. It was like, good for what? Good for <laughs> nothing. Good for nothing. All right, uh, I'm not really seeing a whole lot of things, but these are all. I haven't left July yet, like of 2020. Uh, I've been looking at the June ones. Yeah, Austin A. Love me some Belgian yeast, but he only loves it three and a half percent, or three and a half out of five. <laughs> Derek. Okay, Belgian, I see you. Um, easy be- Belgian blonde clove and Belgian yeast, faint banana, smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right there. That's what I'm saying. Let me check this bad boy in. I think that's where we are in this stage. Yeah, I think I'm going to keep my check in. Keep it as is. <laughs> um, 
I'm wavering on this one, but I think I'm going to stick with the average. Ooh, that's a weird noise. Oh, that was in the depths. <laughs> All Save. right. Checked in. Since I'm keeping, uh, I'm just going to say it's uh, 3.75. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Yeah. This, I mean, it's basic, and it's good. And that's what I said. <laughs> I, I checked in 3.75, and I said banana-y. Yeah, because it has like that's yeah that's the thing that's lingering with me is the banana flavor. Yeah. So Belgian for sure, blonde for sure. It does kind of taste more of like a, a wheat beer type of thing, mm-hmm. like a hefeweizen. Yeah, for sure. Can't complain at all. But it's Belgian. I mean, it's it's definitely good. It's not something I would normally drink, and like the six point two percent is definitely very sneaky because mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it'd be that high it seems more light than that but yeah i'm definitely enjoying it mm-hmm. no complaints i'm gonna pull up saint joe on untapped as okay. we finish this beer we can talk about that a little bit uh they've got i'll just tell you they've got four thousand no forty nine thousand fifty four total check-ins 40,485 ratings for their 62 beers which is kind of low considering they've been open for five years right they have their staples and they kind of stick to them they're more of like a restaurant which we'll get to later yeah they have uh, an average of 3.72 which is i think that's pretty good like a 3.75 is solid right there's 13,000 unique check-ins so it seems like they've got a lot of repeat check-ins, and there's 329 in the last four weeks. So pretty good considering they aren't really open to the public too much. Yeah, which makes you know sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, having the cans release kind of helps boost up the numbers. They a do bit. have like a little patio where you can sit like six or seven parties or something, but like I don't know if the indoor is open or not. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, the food. Uh, from crispy Brussels sprouts, leaves to poutines or healthy vegetable or orzo salads, they offer many choices. Uh, we've actually eaten there, uh, on your birthday tour. Yeah. That was the only time I've ever been there actually. Yeah. Um, they have private events in the loft. You can book your private event for business meetings, luncheons, or uh, dinner events in the former choir loft. The space accommodates 22 on one level, 32 on two levels uh, for a seated dinner or up to 49 for a reception. The choir loft is not suitable for persons with mobility issues, uh, but we will happily reserve other areas of the public house to accommodate groups requiring unrestricted access. Uh, And then also part of the loft, they have another event called beer pairings. This is perfect for pale. Uh, they can you can enjoy a four course dinner prepared by our chef, accompanied by beers brewed by our head brewer, and selected by our general manager. Dinners take uh, place monthly on Wednesdays in the former choir loft. Reservations are capped at twenty four, so book early. And I'm not sure if any of these things are open right now. Yeah, probably not. I would guess. I think they even have like a separate room attached to them that you yeah. can book, but. It's not owned by them, so I left it off of here. But right. they, they will supply you the beer because it's like an, an attached building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these uh, 
16 ounce pour. <laughs> it's it's a little harder. Yeah. Confessional IPA, our third and final beer this episode. Oh wait, did we do the AB IBUs for the last no, one? No, we didn't. Let's do that real quick. Uh, if I remember correctly, that was it was. Feels like it was lighter than the the Kolsch. IBU wise, like a fifteen. Yeah, like a fifteen or a sixteen. Yeah. So sixteen bit. Sixteen bit. Oh, that makes sense. Yes, let's do that. All right. Perfect. All right. It just it popped on. into my head because I was about to read the ABVs. I was like, wait, we never even said the IBUs last time. Okay. We suck at this game. <laughs> we'll have to. I mean, we need to make show notes. <laughs> Uh, the Confessional IPA, ABV is 6.3%. Grapefruit and other citrus aromas and flavors dominate this IPA. Indiana Brewer Cup Gold Medal 2019 and Bronze Medal 2015. Got better with age. Apparently, they improved. Right. Uh, so the can, it's back to the primary colors, green and a darker green. Yeah, just like the first beer. Yeah. You know, I like green, so that can sticks out to me. And I've, hops are green, so it makes sense. I uh, I uh, definitely enjoy this one. And then, I mean, confessional is split right down the middle. Mm-hmm. Not much more we can say about that. The same old, same old. You know, just a different color. Mm-hmm. Speaking of color, what does the beer look like? Um, that's <laughs> it's a really slightly darker than the last one it's not really going up and up you know yeah it's like a goku's gi or a not quite a nick's blatt though yeah i think i agree with your first yeah. um, your first one with the goku's gi number eight this one definitely smells citrusy yeah it's super citrusy in the smell uh and got a rebound off of the last ipa that we had it was terrible this one's pretty good a little bit of uh Piney? Yes, that's the word. Yeah. I was going to say, like, grassy, like when you... Yeah. This is most definitely a West Coasty style. <laughs> it smells like it'll taste good, but we'll find out what it tastes like right now. Very piney. Yeah. It's it's more of the traditional IPA, which right. used more of the pine notes. It's very, very... Like, woody or barky yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm licking the sap of a pint. <laughs> uh, but this is what an IPA tastes like in yeah. my mind, because yeah. this is what like they started out as, it mm-hmm. seems like. Yeah, this is the the flavor my wife hates. Mm-hmm. That's why she doesn't drink the IPAs. I love them. This is like what you taste when you chew on a hop. <laughs> Big fan. I'm definitely enjoying them. It, it's, a, it's a nice throwback, which, I mean... They've been brewing it since 2015, so right. it's it's it probably hasn't changed two months too mm-hmm. much. Right. This is a one you did have on your birthday. I can see on this, mm-hmm. this check-in. All right. So on Untapped, they have uh, five thousand nine hundred and sixty-six check-ins, uh, given a three point eight. Uh, I have five friend check-ins, given it a three point eight five, and I have a check-in myself that I'm not going to read. I will update that check-in. That um, that seems pretty, change your score. Yeah, I, I will. I will say it. Look, it seems pretty low. It's like a three point five. So I will have to look at when I had this. Uh, but of the friends check-in, I have Bill uh, Cruisinger. He gave it a three point seven five. Brad Ring gave it a four. 
Uh, Chris Leland, Mr. Gone V6, mm-hmm. gave it a four. Uh, and then I have uh, a Tyler McCord. He gave it a 375. Easy to see why this Chris IPA got a bronze medal. Not that I, it doesn't deserve gold, but he's easy, easy to see why it earned a medal. And he got it in 2015 when they oh, first so opened. so before yeah. they even got the gold, mm-hmm. which happened last year. And Mr. Gone V6 said, had this IPA next, pretty tasty, solid IPA. Oh, here's someone you didn't mention. Yeah. Mike Lawton, Indie oh, Craft Brews. Indie Craft Brews. Really That's good some... IPA, hashtag Indie Craft Brew. Good time at the Pint Room, Carmel, $3 pint night. So we got this a pint of this for $3, which is... Yeah, that's really I would nice. definitely rank that like a five. <laughs> right, yeah. If I'm going to get this for $3. The pine room's really nice. I don't, I've never been there, but yeah, that's a good price. They have like 60 taps on their on their wall. And Wayne Horn, who's also one of our Instagram people, I don't remember. He's got a different name on there. He gave it a four out of five. Oh, nice. Uh, Nick E. Uh, Rando. Checked it in an hour ago. Whoa. Strong IPA, deep flavors, lots of grapefruit. It's there. I can taste it. Mm-hmm. Pairs nicely with the hops. Uh, 4.25. He had it on draft. Yeah, he's live at the brewery almost <laughs> nice. one hour ago. Yeah. Uh, John G, two hours ago at Chapman's Tap. Uh, citrus, onion, bright. I don't know about the onion. Uh, pairs well with a pork tenderloin sandwich. I can see that. He gave it a four and a half. Uh, Stephen B., uh, 22 hours ago, so he checked it in yesterday. Grapefruit Melon IPA, similar to Elvis Juice, just brewed on the wrong side of the Ohio-Indiana border. John Belia on the way. So he's very into the Ohio beers. I don't know if it tastes anything like a... Uh, Elvis ju- Juice is a brew dog beer, or, which is brewed in, like, Belgium. Ohio. No, brew dog is from, like, Denmark or yeah, some shit. Yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, they have a brewery in Ohio, but yeah. that's not where Elvis Juice comes from. Yeah, they're across the... Across the lake. Uh, Thomas C. had a Gatsby's Pub and Grill uh, yesterday. Right? Yesterday. Holy shit! Give 425. I feel like anything that's listed as f- holy shit... Should be a it, five. And it's not listed as a five. You're fucking... You don't know what holy shit means. <laughs> but he's trying to make a joke. Holy shit. Yeah. Someone said con fresh. <laughs> Thumbs up. Gave it a four twenty-five. Chase B says the Rolling Stones came here once. I wonder if they had anything to confess. Gave it a four and a half. Nice. Charles E at the brewery uh, two days ago. One of my favorite all times. Kind of religious experience. Uh, if you go to an old church, of course. Mm-hmm. Seth W the a beer that gets better with heat. Hmm. Three and a half. Ryan O at the pint room. Bitter Citrus 3. So it's all across the board mm-hmm. from what I can see. People uh, focus on different parts of the beer. You get different mm-hmm. ratings. Right. Uh, this doesn't have a comment, but she did take a picture, and she has this can. Uh, Jill Z B gave it a 3.5 from the can. I mean, yeah, all around it looks pretty pretty decent. I'm trying to decide if I want to update my check-in or not. Yeah, I'm I'm actually updating mine. I don't know what I was thinking the first time. Maybe I liked it better. I didn't even look to see when I when I checked it in, first of all. It was a while ago. Yeah. Commented better with age. Mm-hmm. 2018 is when you checked it in. Right, yeah. So that was when I probably first checked it out at this. I also had the Pew one, which was really good. Yeah, I have. I checked that one in too. 
Hmm. I think I'll stick with my score. I have it as a 3.75. I could see it being a 4. It's a very solid IPA. It's just... I don't think it's up in that echelon of 4s yeah. because it's it's not special enough. Like right. I've had definitely IPAs that are this good or better. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit of bitterness. I don't know. Maybe... 67 on my IBU scale in my brain. Yeah. Um, and I, I wish it was a little lower, but I mean, I know IPAs are a little more usually. So I don't know. I just wish it was a little more special or something, right. but this is a definitely a good solid staple um, year round IPA. Yeah. Uh, I initially gave it a three and a half. Um, I might've had a, in 2018, probably had a, a a bad batch or a bad pour or something, or you just weren't into IPAs yeah, at that point. Yeah, or just I wasn't feeling it because um, they had a, a lot of you know like stouts and porters on their menu and everything was pretty good. So mixing mixing them probably just didn't work out. But I think the can and everything, I enjoyed them when I drank it earlier. I didn't check it in uh, when I had them uh, in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, but checking it in now and tasting it, I feel like it's gotten better with age. Like their recipe got better, or they just—that's why they went from a bronze to a gold. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Like they won the bronze, the gold medal in 2019. In We're the, drinking stuff in 2020, mm-hmm. which is way better than what it could have been in, in 2015 when yeah. they got a bronze. Right. So, so I am personally a West Coast. IPA fan. Um, you can go back and listen to even like Keith and Pale calling me out for mm-hmm. being a West Coasty guy. I prefer this over some of the the crushables or the the hazies, uh, you know, IPAs and whatever. Um, but yeah, this is. I think this is pretty basic, but it's still a preferred flavor. The pine and the. Uh, the citrusy mm-hmm. grapefruity taste. So I think it's well deserving of a four. It could be a 4.25. It's just canned. We don't know, you know. True. Their, their better 2019 gold medal on tap <laughs> might be like the best thing yeah. since sliced bread. Uh, what's your IBU estimate? Um, Probably like in the 50s. I don't know. It's really tough because once you get up in that 50, 60 range, like you're not really sure. Um the difference between a 50 yeah. and a 60. So I'll just cut the difference like 55. 55. The Sammy Hagar. Yeah. I can't drive 55. I was going to say 66. Were you really? Execute order 66. Execute order. Yeah. I don't know. Definitely in between those. Because mm? uh, some some sips are like, oh, that that's heavy hop. And then others, it's like, oh, yeah. it's very citrusy, you know? Definitely the back end is a little more bitter than the upfront taste. So, yeah. like, what has is lingering with me is the bitter flavor. Right. I also think that uh, my my taste for this has improved because uh, an unrelated brewery, uh, Primeval, their only IPA is the Maxwell. And so I've been drinking a crap ton of that, and it's very similar. Yeah. So, just time. Um, all right. So, before we conclude the episode, you've been to the brewery. Uh, because obviously we mentioned earlier One that uh, we went there as part of your uh, your birthday tour. 
Yeah, around. that was a couple. It was last year. It was it last year. Yes, 2019. I've been there a couple times. I went in 2018 when we did the downtown uh, on College Avenue tour. Stopped it. Went to Metazoa. Went to Sun King. Went to Indiana City. Uh, Indiana. Well, they're like yeah. a block over, but they're right in that area. Yeah, it, we just I don't remember the specific order. I just knew. I think we started at Indiana City and worked our way up to uh, St. Joseph's. And it was, uh, I think it was the same time that it was my brother's wedding happening soon. And so we took him to Indiana City uh, and then uh, Metazoa and kind of worked our way up to St. Joseph's. Uh, what did you think of the atmosphere? Yeah, I think it's a really cool place. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, it looks like a church when you walk in, obviously, because it was a church. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, I, it was very busy that day, mm -hmm. which, I mean, it was a weekend, but it was like, weird time like three o'clock or something it was like three or four o'clock and we got a big ass table yeah though, so yeah we we were able to get right in and sit down and then yeah we ordered from the table and everything came out pretty swiftly i think yeah did uh, you get food yeah i didn't get food i got like a barbecue sandwich or something yeah. it was, was it turned was, out really good okay because i i remember eating at one of the places prior, like mm -hmm. I ate something, so I wasn't feeling, you know, like eating when I got there. So I didn't get any food. I don't think I've ever eaten the food there. I think I've only ever just gotten beer. They're a little pricey for food, right. which a lot of breweries are because they mm -hmm. focus on the beer and they make their money on their food, I think. They usually get, uh, they usually get like outsourced. Yeah, a lot of, know, there's a lot of food trucks and stuff at these places. Yeah. But, no, I, I really think it's a good place to stop into and check out if you're in the Indianapolis area. Mm -hmm. It would definitely be in my top five. Like, right. go check this place out. And especially based on their location because they're, like, centrally located between, like, three or four that are must-check-out breweries. So while you're checking them out, you might as well hit up St. Joe. Yeah, I mean, the, the number one on our list is Indiana City. Mm -hmm. And it's right down the road from that. Definitely walking distance. It's like yeah. two blocks away. And then Sun King is probably number two. It's between the two. And yeah. it's like right there. And Metazoa is right up there in that list mm -hmm. just because of what they do. Yeah, pet friendly. And also they donate a lot of their proceeds to uh, shelters animal, and animal reserves yeah. and you know, things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a definitely good area to check out. It's, I mean, it's, it's a pain in the ass because it's right in the middle of downtown. So you mm -hmm. got to deal with a lot of traffic and there's not a lot of good parking around there right. but they have like six slot or parking spots in the church parking lot, yeah which is really weird to me but there's street parking it's i believe it's free street parking and sun king has a ton of parking so if you park at sun king and yeah. walk over there right yeah which is what we did on my birthday yeah you park at sun king you can walk south and go to metazoa or you can walk north and yeah. get to st joseph's that's pretty nice but yeah definitely i'm glad they're canning finally because mm -hmm. it's been like a on my list since we started this podcast but right we it's we couldn't get growl like reviewing growlers we could do like one beer an episode right. and s s split it up between the right. four of really, us it's really tough especially it's like a lot of times we do just have one beer from a place, but that's because we happened upon them. But mm -hmm. if you go to an actual brewery 
you have to make the decision what beer is going to be representative of this brewery to bring back to do on these things. And so doing these episodes where we have multiple beers from this establishment is uh, gives us a better idea of what we think about, you know, said place. So definitely a big fan of that. Very bummed that I did not get the fourth can. But uh, like I said, it's I been think, a few well, months. It'll be on the podcast eventually. It, yeah. Hopefully, when we get back, all the four of us together, we can do a real review yeah. and get all four of our opinions on whatever that beer was. I can't even remember, but there was a fourth can. No. Um, but yeah, we'll just look forward to that. Yeah, for sure. It's always nice to have something. Yeah. <laughs> We have a lot of some things. <laughs> I know. We have so many ideas. <laughs> we just have to get to. But uh, yeah, I think that's going to conclude this episode. Uh, if you're white, like waffling on whether or not to go to this place, uh, don't think of it as a weird place because it's a church. Think of it. Ha- it has history, but it's also a really solid spot. Yeah. Uh, even if you're in town looking for somewhere to eat, I suggest going here. Yeah. And it's unique. It's because you don't really ever get to sit down in a old church and mm-hmm. just have a beer and some good food. Sounds good. I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drink and Geek Out. Get all sorts of cool, fancy updates and pictures. You can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff over on our website at drinkandgeekout.com. And you can email us any comments or suggestions at drinkandgeekout at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content, and that is patreon.com slash drinkingeekout. And now, back to the show. All right. uh, Before we conclude, do you have the stats? Yes. Okay. Our favorite was the confessional IPA out of 3.88. Mm-hmm. We agreed that the Belgian Blonde was a 3.75. Held those hands. Yep. And then, lastly, we have the Kolsch at a 3.63. You kind of went up, 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 and I kind of stayed the same at 3.75. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I'm just a fan of that confessional. I don't know. I think, yeah, I mean, we mentioned it. It's a good IPA. Definitely. Uh, But I think they're all very solid beers mm-hmm. that's why i give them all very solid scores yeah we forgot to mention that the pop tabs on the top of all the beers are orange which mm-hmm. gives it a little i don't know like a little pop or something to, yeah to like more eye-catching than your normal just plain silver pop tab things uh except if you see them at a store or something they all have that plastic covering over them so you mm-hmm. can't even see that they're orange so it doesn't really matter but i do like the how the orange flashes with the green and the purples and the oranges that we had on the cans right um so we talked about the that there's a fourth uh beer mm-hmm. can i don't really remember what it was but looking at the current beer list for them uh, which one would you like want them to can up next? Probably the 16, 64-bit wit. Yeah. Just based on it fits with our show so good. Right, yeah. Uh, and I remember enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, I 
I don't know how like some of these that I want to like want to drink I haven't had or some of these I I do have had or did have. Oh, uh, there it is. What is it? Oh, the 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 Kirchweizen, the German style one. Mm-hmm. It's a German style Hefeweizen called Kirchweizen. Okay, which is like a gray and yellow can. Yeah. So the there's two, maybe three. That I would like to see canned. Uh, the first one that I would like to see canned would be the the Dowd's export stout. So the uh, former pastor, the oh, those, uh, yeah, that'd be good. The Dowd's export and the stout with, like, the history a little yeah. bit. Uh, the other one that you and I have both had that I thought was really good. I wouldn't the mind Pew drinking the Pew something. Buster, uh, the double IPA. That one would have been good. Yeah, that one was really good. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I prefer those the double IPA to the IPA. Yeah, and I think the other one would be good. I don't know how often they brew this. I haven't checked it in. I don't think you've checked it in. I've had two friends check in. Definitely not you. The Pope Meal Oat Stout. That would be... Oh, yeah. That would be really good. Um, I just don't know. I haven't been there enough to know like what their... Uh, I guess their Dunkel Vise would be a good one. Their uh, Dark Angel Black Lager one. Oh, yeah. Won a bronze medal, so I wouldn't mind checking that one out. Right, yeah, I gave that one a four when I had it. So, this is a couple ideas if you're going to start canning, you know. Uh, Outside of your core beers, it would right. be good to have some of these. And you could switch up the cans a little bit to have more of like a seasonal can. Right, yeah. A logo. Uh, not not trying to tell you how to run your business, but if I saw those were available to buy, I would run over there yeah. and buy them we immediately. Would, we would review them. Absolutely. Or you could just send it to us. Yeah, give it to us some free beer. It's <laughs> a free beer. All right, cool, cool. All right. It would be nice to have a stout. It would be. It would be nice to have a stout. All right, that'll do it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, drink up. And geek out.